this is going to be the most mind-blowing podcast anyone has heard because I'm mind-blown. It's Friday, April 16th. Um, and, you know, that these messages have been really random and a, and a lot of them for people who have followed them or heard some of them, they're, they're really what I'm picking up in the spirit and that literally in a moment I get it and I record it like 20 minutes later and luckily I have friends who are all on top of wanting to kill Jezebel with me so they come and show up to do it uh, and it's it can be in the flipping moment it is so crazy how God just gives me something that fast and I, I'm used to getting messages quickly with public speaking and stuff like that but not like this this is like weird this is like weird how it's happening like we were flipping wine tasting coming home and then I'm like, oh, I feel like I got a prophetic word. Like, we got to record a podcast. Like, it's just, and all the religious people can't comprehend that. Yeah, well, get to know God on a better level than you do. Get out of your religious little box um, and learn to enjoy life and also release prophecy at the same time. <laughs> oh, I wasn't wine tasting the day I did it, by the way, <laughs> for people who thought I, I just said that. No, I wasn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> That's not what I meant by that. <laughs> And I had been on a trip. Yeah, no, don't worry. I wasn't wine tasting the day I gave that prophetic word on March 29th. <laughs> well, that's why it's so anointed. <laughs> wine of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, anyways, let's see. This is crazy. So we've been going after Jezebel and this territorial thing for so many, so many podcasts. The last one was called The Prophecies of Daniel. And what it seems like, because the four podcasts where I'm introducing things about Jezebel, I interview that girl of what she had to break off with her family. And then I give, go through crazy strategies that were being recorded for a book that um, we're working on. And um, I didn't use scripture in the strategy book at all. I used scripture in the, in the first one, but I didn't when we're dealing with the strategy book. And that's really crazy for me because I'm so used to presenting like a topic where it all is in scripture. I've been talking about Jezebel for about 20 podcasts and never gone to the Bible story, which is crazy. I just realized that. I was like, I never even explained the Bible story. I've just been talking about the spirit of Jezebel and assumed that most people understood it and knew about it. And uh, then randomly today, I just started feeling like, okay, I'm supposed to talk about the death of Jezebel. Ooh, because that's what we're dealing with in the spirit. And I'm having to, I'm just like releasing things in the, in the, in the dark. Like I'm in my own little magical land that nobody knows about. <laughs> with no result. I talk to imaginary people. Like, I feel a little insane, but I'm like, I know this is happening in the spirit. And like, I also know that for this guy who I'm having to know that there's something that potentially he's going to go to jail for and that God's going to watch me see a predator and somebody who's under this type of a thing go down. I know I'm, this is releasing his go down. Like something's going to fall out from under him and I, I can feel it in the spirit. It's coming. I kept hearing God last two days say, I'm going to take him out of here. Something's going to happen. And I just... I just feel the protection around him is blowing up right now because of what's shifting in the spirit realm and, and living by the person who's warring against the territorials over you. <laughs> oh, you don't know what you're in for, buddy. Like, who you thought I was. You wanted to peek in on me. You didn't even know. You, if he had peeked in a little longer, you would have seen my head whipping and how I fly around my apartment. <laughs> You'd be like, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> that girl's a psycho. <laughs> oh, and 
I go down. I want him dead. This is the most evil, evil dude, and I just know, know, know that, no, there's going to be some, like, trafficking ring he's involved in. I freaking know it. I know it. God is letting me literally come head to head with one of the craziest things and watch it a spiritual judgment of the glory of God, but I'm dying for this judgment to come because I booked another hotel room this weekend. <laughs> my caves, my caves, like I'm Elijah, are hotel rooms. They're in way nicer caves. I can at least be like, at least Jesus is letting me have like staycations to get through this right now because I just need sleep because it's whatever. But anyways, okay, so last one was Daniel. Then God starts telling me, this is going to be mind-blowing to people. If Unless you're a Hebrew uh, scholar, it might not be as mind-blowing because you understood the tie of Ahab and Jezebel had on both the southern and northern kingdom. But I did not know this. And this is so interesting to me. So I want to go back to it. People heard how I lay out the strategic movement of the spirit of Jezebel and the predator thing that is under it and the structure and the spirit that has happened to the church, all that stuff, right? I didn't go in because I was just talking about my experiences. I was numbering today my Jezebel problems that I've had. They're at 11 to 15 people. Isn't that insane? Five of them were good friends and then the rest were leaders. Like they were Leaders that came into my ministry, leaders that I had, and I had to boot them out, um, and then connections of ones that came into recently uh, the, or the past year in, in, in ministry stuff. I mean, there's, there was so, I was like thinking, I was like, holy crap, how bad this spirit tried to use people and target my ministry. I've only had a ministry for six years of a deliverance ministry. That's like insane how, how much this strong thing of this spirit wants to take down what God's doing. That's what it wants to do. It wants to remove God impurity and it will use God to do it. It will use all these different ways. So God was literally showing me today, here's how mind blowing. When I have explained that this ties relationally and with people um, around you and can literally take you in, in the craziest ways, ministry partnerships, uh, friendships, uh, your family, your family, like the passed down generational stuff within this. I mean, it's insane what it does. And then God actually showed me today how it tied to both kingdoms in the Old Testament and how then you see a fe the female Jezebel spirit continue down the family line from from Jezebel. It's, in, it's insane because people just think this is a story and don't understand that when Jezebel died doesn't mean the demon died. The demon didn't die when Jezebel died. What it did is then finds another host that it can get as power in. And when you're dealing with demons, you have tons of them. And you have all different types of people that it can infiltrate because it just infiltrates your heart excess of idolatry, impurity, um, predator, wanting what you want. And this is like the perfect thing. So it's going to be really hard. I wish this was a video and I had like a whiteboard because it's going to really get tricky. So... I, I want to explain this through the king, king kingdoms. And then this is going to be out of the actual takedown of Jezebel's in 2 Kings 9 and 10 through the king Jehu. But let me explain this. Okay, I'm going to explain how crazy the family line of Jezebel actually got. And this needs to make sense to people who don't understand the power of this thing and what it's trying to do within the church today if it did this in two different kingdoms. So people know the Old Testament that you had, the kingdom gets divided after Solomon. 
Um, so you have Saul, David, Solomon. And then what happens is the kingdom divides and you get the northern and southern kingdoms. The northern kingdom was called Israel. The southern kingdom was called Judah. But basically, this the, the whole one is the, is the Israel nation. Under those two kingdoms, you had multiple kings. Okay, and you'll find this in the in Chronicles, First and Second Kings, and then you end up with how each of them get taken captive, and which the the northern one basically ends up disappearing, and the southern kingdom continues further. So, when you know the the most evil king in Scripture is going to be called Ahab. Ahab was the king under the northern the northern kingdom. Okay, so people can put this in your head. If you need a layout of this, if you Google um images of the timeline of the northern and southern kingdoms google this right now people if you're listening to this google that get an image on it and then when you're hearing me say it you're gonna see these kings and how they're separated in different kingdoms and then the timeline of them and there's some of these some of these timelines they're gonna have the prophets in there it gets it'll give you such an understanding of like the old the old testament so now, Ahab was married to Jezebel in the northern kingdom, okay? And you have that after Ahab, you have his family line continue down for two other kings after him. Those names would be Ahaziah, uh, Ahaziah and Joram. I, you know, I don't know how to pronounce this stuff. That's just how it spells and how it, it sounds. Those are going to be the kings that came down after Jezebel and Ahab. Those are his, his children, okay? I don't want to go yet into the southern kingdom of this. Let me just explain explain that part. That you have then Jehu gets anointed and the word that Elijah gave to Ahab previously when he was a king with with um, Jezebel, he uh, Elijah basically prophesies to him what's going to happen to his kingdom because of his evil. And this would go back if you if you want to go to this one, this would be 1 Kings I believe 21 is gonna be, let me check, let's, let's just, oh, I don't wanna confuse you, this is so interesting, you put the story actually together. Okay, 1 Kings 21, yep. So that's Naboth, that's the story of the part that if people know this of Jezebel, this is what proves the, the, the character of Jezebel. Okay, I'm gonna read this. People should hear this part. This is proves what Jezebel does in power and when he, wanting to get what, what, what this spirit wants. That's what you need to hear too. It's not just a female. When I say she, I am referring to the entity being a female entity in the spirit realm. But the thing is the power of a female over a man is insane, let alone just the seduction of that spiritually, what it can do over anyone and take, and take them out. So this is going to be where Ahab wants a vineyard for his kingdom that is owned by the neighbor is called Naboth. Okay. He, he wants it for his kingdom. He goes to this neighbor requesting for his vineyard and Naboth says, no, I can't give you what I've inherited, blah, blah, blah. Ahab goes home and is so upset and cranky he can't even eat. Like, talk about just the narcissism. Like, the, the people that throw fits over not getting what you want. Like, what a baby. So he goes home and he can't eat. And, and then his precious little evil demon of a wife says, What happened, honey? What did you not, what, what's going on? And he says, I wanted Naboth's Naboth vineyard. Well, Jezebel, she, the, the, the power of Jezebel that thinks 
they always get what they want and will always stay in power, especially since she was positioned in power. You have people under Jezebel who are already positioned in power. Their thing of being a predator is so insane because it's got them to where they are, being positioned in leadership. So these, 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 prophet, these prophetic men like Todd Bentley, who got busted a few years ago for what he was doing, what happened with him was he got sold to Jezebel. Jezebel took down him and his ministry by his heart seduction, getting in leadership, using the prophecy. And in, in that part, I look at him as he was just under the, the false prophets of Baal, buddy. Oh, I'm calling you out, Todd, because you've been busted and you should not be in leadership. Okay. People know that guy. Look him up. He's already been scrolled. There's another leader. I have so many probably in my back pocket that I know about. Um, he got exposed years ago. So this is not anything, anything new, but that's a perfect example. It gets into leadership at high levels. Then you see it a certain way. And when they don't get what they want, they will do crazy things to get it. And it's been protected by the power that they've fed the spirit that is working through them, through their idolatry and choices. So here you have Jezebel. Jezebel is like, who, who do you think you're the king? You're the king. This is what you deserve. You can take the life of anyone. You can do whatever you want. So here's what precious little Jezebel does. So when I've talked about that, when this spirit goes after, it will defame, it will take livelihood, it will take security, it will ruin your reputation. It does the crazy things. If people knew what Jezebel people have done to me of defaming and saying weird stuff that was not even true about me. I mean, that one girl that I talked about that was a friend of mine, she told somebody that I actually wanted her to move out of the state so I could go after a guy. Like she made me who she was when she moved out of the state to chase a famous guy in ministry. Like talk about the defamation of what Jezebel does. If you, if people understood this, like in how much I have even talked about this flipping business deal that, that has been involved in with leadership and whatever all it is, that, that I just know that what the spirit does to people when you're getting out from under it is flips who you are and, and takes livelihood. So you have it go to neighbor, she goes, she sets up people in the kingdom to uh, defame Naboth and say he was doing things he didn't do. Um, and she, she, call, she called the citizens together for a time of fasting, give Naboth a place of honor. How freaking crazy this is. How strategic this is. That they set up that he was going to get a place of honor. And at this place where he was going to sit, she gets, in this scripture calls, two scoundrels. A cost from him to accuse him in, of cursing God and the king, then take him out and stone him to death. So crazy so evil using God. She used God. I have said this over and over and over again. This spirit will use God. She was killing the prophets of God. She was setting up all the idols for Baal and covering all the 950 prophets of Baal underneath her. Yet in this, she sets up someone to blaspheme another person, not in truth, and uses God. Everything I have said, God always gives it to me biblically later. Sometimes I trip myself out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so mind-blowing. So that's how she does it, right? So here, here's, here's what then they kill him and they take his vineyard. So this is how she sets it up. So she does it very sneaky. She doesn't just go in there and kill him and be blatantly known what she did. She set up strategically to defame the guy, use God doing it, then take his life from him and take what he had. 
and take his now position, basically, his land. Took it from him. This is crazy. This spirit. This spirit's so insane that this is how it still is doing it. It is still doing it the same way to people. Okay. So you have Elijah then comes and gives a crazy word to him. Basically, just warns him and tells him what's going to happen now that he did this. That he that he killed Naboth. Um, okay. Number 20. Elijah says this, I have come because you've sold yourself to what is evil in the, in, the, in the Lord's sight. So now the Lord says, I will bring disaster on you and consume you. I will destroy every one of your male descendants, slave and free alike. Anywhere in Israel, I'm going to destroy your family. As so I did the family of Jeroboam, son of Nabat, and the family of Baash, son of Ahijah. For you have made me very angry and led Israel into sin. And regarding Jezebel, the Lord will, the Lord says, dogs will eat Jezebel's body at a plot of land in Je Jezreel. And the members of Ahab's family will die in the city, will be eaten by dogs, and those who will die will be eaten by vultures. 25, no one else so completely sold himself to what evil in the Lord's sight as Ahab did under the influence of his wife, Jezebel. That was stapled on this dude from what she did now. From what she did, this now judgment has been placed. And here's what's crazy. The fallout of this judgment that happens isn't for years, is not for years later, and it's fulfilled by Jehu, which I'm going to go into. But there, but here you have you have the judgment that's on, is on this spirit of Jezebel, even when it infiltrates to the level it's infiltrated. But here's the thing about it: you have to have the prophetic impurity calling it out. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, because right now God's giving me a crazy message of calling out this happening. But now we need the rise up of more leadership walking this out to take this down over the church. Because here's the thing, I can walk in the authority and take it down over what's around me and around this neighborhood and the like people who I'm affiliated with um, and over my own family or my marriage. Like every I have that authority over my ministry to take, take this down and over where God would place. But when it comes to other leaders, they must align with the truth and break all ties in order for this takedown to take place where this is going to be the removal of all of all these things. And that's what we're, we're going to go into, into the season of. So here, here's now I'm going to, now I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to go now to this actual judgment happening. Cause right now in the spirit realm, I'm calling out this judgment. I have been under the spirit. I have been stalked by a man under this. If people understood what I said about 11 to 15 people, it that's recent years. That is not referring to the fact I had a man and his family want to kill me. Like I was on the run from Jezebel a very long time ago. Like I have, I, I'm allowed to finally call judgment on this wench. Like I am allowed to finally go after this because I have had messages of understanding what Jezebel was for three to four years and never released on them. So I, I, there is a timing in the spirit when God's on something, he was building it up in me. He was letting me see it to the time that is, it is now. Now is the time that this is going to be taken down for people and they're going to get free and they're going to get eyes turned on. They're going to come under purified teachings, purified ministries. Okay. Oh, I'm so fired up. <laughs> I've been so mad. I'm so over this. I'm just done. I want to fight. Like I want to fight this guy. I want to murder him. I need to see this judgment hit right now. I mean, I am just so, I just need stuff to transition. I am, this is going to go out in the spirit and cut the head right now for people. Cut the head. Okay. Um, 
this is so funny to me. I started laughing when I read this. This is gonna be funny because I feel like this is something I would do. So when Elisha at this point gets a, a prophet to tells him that he needs to go to to Jehu, um, who I'm assuming was in the northern kingdom, but yet it's interesting by how he travels that he actually kills kings in the southern and northern kingdom as a, his this judgment is released. And why? Why? Because Ahab's family had tied to the southern kingdom too. So for this judgment to be released meant this dude was going to take down multiple kings in the northern and southern. That's crazy. One person is going to do this. One guy gets called in and put this on his head. And the guy, and so when Elisha tells the prophet, you're going to go give this word and you're going to call Jehu is being the king now over the Israel, the northern kingdom. Okay, this would be, he is going to be taking down Ahab's son, who's the king at this time, which is King Joram. Joram. Okay, that's one of Ahab's son at this point. Ahab is dead by this time. Jezebel is not. So Ahab, and here's another thing. Let me just bring, bring this up real quick. Well, in the first king's text that I was just in, if you go to the bottom, it actually says that Ahab humbles himself before God. This is crazy. Ahab humbled himself, not Jezebel, Ahab. Um, and God just said, like, he responded to the humility of Ahab and said, you're not, you are not going to see, the judgment's still going to happen, brother. Your whole family's going to go down, but I'll let it happen after you die. <laughs> that's all God said. He gave, he did say, he, that's the crazy thing. Sin is sin, people. And when you have aligned at a certain level, of evil to take down what God has placed in purity and annoyance. You're going to get the repercussions. You just are. And I don't trust a lot of the humility. So here's the thing you have about this. Now, I actually think that in this moment, that was not a strategy because you can't use a strategy on God. He doesn't fall for it. So I'm going to believe if the word of God said he humbled himself, he did. But one thing I'm going to say about Jezebel, Jezebel will use this just like her husband did oh! <laughs> to get out of things. Just like I said that this spirit flips in to humility and, um, well, charm is the first one. Humility is the one later when it, when it, it'll hit anger, first of all, in response because it gets mad. And then you're going to, at some point, you're going to get a humble, a humble card comes in. Uh, because it then, usually, here's when I notice it flips into humility. It really knows it's at a loss. That is a card usually like. It is, it is aware that it's losing its prey. And it, it, the humility card is like the main, the big one that, and it's one of the most gripping. Beyond how it makes you feel you're gonna lose your livelihood and threatens you the spirit and intimidates, the humble one really jacks with your head because it makes you think, oh, they're legit and they're sorry. And maybe I should actually still help them. Or maybe I should still be affiliated and tied to them. But by this point, usually if someone that you've already seen the face of it, so it's already exposed itself. So don't ever fall for the humble card. Please do not. When it comes to the spirit, do not, do not, do not, do not. Um, because here's the thing. Even when it was impurity, God still did it. God still released the judgment. He just didn't let him see all his 70 sons get killed. He had 70 sons Ahab did that got killed, murdered. This is so crazy. Okay. Now I'm back in it. I'm back in where Jehu Jehu is getting, so here's the, here's the funny one. It's in verse three and it's when he, um, this prophet who's going to go pour oil on the head of Jehu and call him to be 
the king now. Uh, sorry, Second Kings nine. Second Kings nine. Kings nine, three. So he tells him, and pour oil all over his head. Say to him, "This is what the Lord says: I'm anointing you king over Israel." Then open the door and run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny because I feel like that's something I would do. I would come in and say something crazy and be like, "Peace out." <laughs> and so what's funny is the guy did it. So this prophet then goes to goes to Jehu. So Jehu left the others, went into the house. Then the young, because he pulls out Jehu, this prophet. Then the young prophet poured the oil over Jehu's head and said, this is what the Lord of God Israel says. I know you king over the Lord's people, Israel. You are to destroy the family of Ahab, your master. And this way I will avenge the murder of my prophets and all the Lord's servants who were killed by Jezebel. Ooh, here you have, after these prophets have already died and were killed by Jezebel, there is a crazy judgment that is about to hit both kingdoms, northern and southern, to take out the ties of Jezebel's family to the two kingdoms. Oh, the judgment coming on Jezebel. I'm so scared for you. I'm so scared for you because God's been talking to me so much about governmental perfection. And when I felt that in the spirit, I felt it was government in the natural as in the world and government over the church in the spirit realm that God was going to release justice on the world not just the church. Ooh. <laughs> and that's what I think confused me with the whole Trump thing because I thought like Trump would need to be, in, but it didn't make sense to me because I knew evil was going to go full circle. So if Trump was in office, I was like, but that doesn't make sense because it seems like he should be, I feel in the spirit, but at the same time, evil can't go full circle, right? Oh, this is so good. This prophetic word's coming out. This is like, oh, this is proven. Northern and Southern kingdoms, two separated kingdoms in the Old Testament, even though these are not, these are is, Israel nations still. I'm, I'm just going to refer to after Jesus came. Now there's a thing for Gentiles as well. So let's just say God does want to move in and put some judgment on the government today. Oh, Biden and here's going down like a ton of bricks. <laughs> the evil, the evil the government is trying to do to the world. I can't wait to see God. God smack some crap around. I'm so excited for, for, um, because here's what's going to happen when this protection shifts, we're going to have high leadership in government who are part of sex trafficking rings and hiding pedophilia and hiding things in government of what they're trying to get the world to now become, they're gonna actually get exposed because they have had such protection that they, you have these administrations are killing people. They're murdering when stuff starts coming out. If you don't know this, go watch some conspiracy theory. <laughs> because actually, I believe some of it's actually true. There's too much proof in some of the Clinton stuff that there are some things of, of, of Epstein, of Jeffrey Epstein, there's too much proof of who he was tied to. It is out there, people. It has been tied, it has been hidden. He was then murdered, I'm sure, or he committed suicide. However, that demon protected because they took him out. So that was another, oh, people don't understand this. Go watch Netflix, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Jeffrey, it's uh, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. He was a guy well known that got busted for being affiliated with a bunch of people who are leaders in high places and having sex trafficking thing going with young girls, okay? And this was getting into the government. I know I just flipped, flipped a page because people need to understand this, that we are going to see this protection that's also been on the government from Jezebel. And when the, the judgment of God's coming in like this, you have the judgment go through both his kingdoms to take out what Jezebel did, okay? So he gives that, that word 
to him. Then number eight, 2 Kings 9, 8. The entire family of Ahab must be wiped out. I will destroy every one of his male descendants, slaves and free alike, anywhere in Israel. I will destroy the family of Ahab as I destroy the families of Jeroboam, son of Nabat, and Baash, son of Ahijah. Uh, dogs will eat Ahab's wife Jezebel at the plot of the land of Jezreel, and no one will bury her. This young prophet opened the door and ran. <laughs> then the young prophet opened the door and ran. That's hilarious. I freaking love it. He gave the craziest word to this dude. Basically said, you're going to go kill hundreds of people that are under the most evil kingdom you we they knew of. Everyone was petrified of Jezebel. I'm going to give in. I'm going to bolt. I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> I just love it because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so crazy. The spirit with the word of God releases something. Yeah, there's there's some people that you probably don't want to be, uh, you know, affiliated with it because it is going to be crazy what, what we're going to see see go down. Um, and that what's funny is that Jehu goes back to his fellow's officers and that, well, how this is uh, not, well, I guess translated for this wording. They go, what did the madman want? Is everything all right? Because he kept, he bolted. Like he just takes off running like after it. So they think he, he's probably crazy. And they think he's hiding some Jehu says and tells them, basically, I just got anointed to be king. And they throw down their cloaks. And then Jay, Jehu, Jehu, I love you, even though you didn't fully follow through with the word of God at the end of your life. But because he, he, they do say that he didn't fully, he, he turned on some things, but he did fulfill this word. Um, this guy took that word and ran. And he did every single thing he was supposed to do. And it's nuts what he, how he did it and how he did it with who, who followed him and who was a part of it. But he did not have any fear. I mean, this guy, he went after it. So here's where you're going to have the southern kingdom gets involved in this. Um, let's see. Uh, so you have him traveling. Okay, let's just start at 18. I'm just going to read. I'm going to be reading probably a lot, of, a lot of scripture today just because what this is about. So, so a horseman went out to meet Jehu and said, the king wants to know if you're coming in peace. So he's headed to Jezreel, which is where um, that's going to be Ahab and what was Ahab's kingdom, but Jezebel's there. And this is where Joram, King Joram, which is the son of Ahab, is the king at the time. And so he's, Jehu's, Jehu's coming up and they keep asking, the king wants to know if you're coming in peace. And he replies, what do you know about peace? Fall in behind me. The watchman called out to the king again. The messengers met them, but he's not returning. So <laughs> I think what he's saying is they're sending a messenger out to him, but he's like killing all of them. That's what I think this meant. But because the messenger that they're sending, that the watchman is watching and seeing him coming from afar on a horse. And... Um, sends somebody out and yeah and he keeps saying the same thing Jim they ask him again and he says what do you know about peace fall in behind me oh man this guy's aggressive he's going at it and then number 20 um the messengers met them but he's returning and there's what he keeps doing he must be keep killing him so he goes quick get my chariot ready King Joram commanded then King Joram of Israel and King Isaiah of Judah so here's where you have the 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 southern kingdom now listen to this very carefully hopefully you have googled a diagram of these kings and i'm going to show you how jezebel's family infiltrated the southern kingdom so okay right there you have um king joram 
of Israel and King Ahaziah of Judah. King Ahaziah of Judah is the southern king. Now, why were they together? Let me explain this, okay? This is, I'm gonna try to say it slow so people don't get super confused. The southern kingdom, which is called Judah, there was a, a um, king, Jehoshaphat, which is known to be a godly king. I'm, I don't know if he might have, he was, I think, in, in his office uh, at the same time, maybe, I think Ahab was. Um, and he wanted to make an alliance with the northern kingdom of Ahab and Jezebel. And, here's, and he gets in trouble for this. Uh, he gets a, he he got a word I think from Elijah he 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 got in trouble for trying to do this but how he did it is that he has his son Jehoram uh, who ends up becoming king but only for like four years marries Ahab's daughter Ahab's and Jezebel's daughter Athaliah 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 <laughs> A-T-H-A-L-I-A-H. This is Ahab and Jezebel's daughter marrying Jehoshaphat's son, meaning that now Jezebel's daughter has tied to the southern kingdom of the son of a godly man. Now here's what is mind-blowing. Jehoram does not follow in the footsteps of Jehoshaphat. Boom! And how could he? There was no possible way he could. The king married the devil. Ugh. And Jehoshaphat, so he gets a warning. He gets a warning. Jehoshaphat does. You tried to make an alliance with the most evil, evil kingdom. And he repents and tries to cut it. But at that time, it's too late because now she has married. Their daughter marries Jehoram. Now, this is crazy when you hear what happens. This is so crazy. So when I say Ahaziah, I said King Ahaziah, who would be Jehoram's son, meaning that is going to be the grandson of Ahab and Jezebel, okay? Basically, a grandson, because Athaliah is the daughter, and that's her son. Got that? Jehoram must have died by the... Oh, yeah, so Jehoram gets a crazy curse on him from this. This is so crazy, because he went full evil. He let the idolatry come into the southern kingdom. He did all this stuff. So the curse that gets put on him is that his bowels were going to explode. His bowels exploded out of his stomach. That's in scripture, people. That's the, oh, good Lord. <laughs> people just don't understand that there is illness that is the judgment of God because of the evil in your life. <laughs> and that's, okay, hear me correctly. Just because you have sickness, I ain't saying that. My sister had cancer. My mom committed suicide. I am not putting that on everyone. Please hear me correctly. I am telling you though, there are some people that you are sold to sin and your body is gonna go down physically. Yeah, because here's why. The devil produces sickness and pain and death in the body. And you just aligned with the devil. That has nothing to do with God, but the devil's re life recompense on you with your friendship of him. So now we're gonna hop back into this. So Ahaziah, when I said King Ahaziah, of the southern kingdom that was also with King Joram, basically that would have been, this is going to get confusing. Joram, it's going to be his nephew. 
So his nephew, had, his nephew had ended up becoming king. This is crazy. How bad Jezebel infiltrated the other kingdom. You had that the, 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 literally their grandson becomes the king of the southern kingdom. So you have Joram and Ahaziah, both in kings. One's the nephew, one's the son. Um, and you, but here's what's confusing. In scripture, there's two King Ahaziahs because Ahab did have a son named Ahaziah who was the king before Joram. Um, and basically, I mean, uh, uh, Athaliah who married jo the, the Jehoram of the Southern Kingdom, she just named her son after her brother. So that's what that is. So I hope this is, people go get the diagram. I know this is a lot of names, but it's going to be put together when I explain how the judgment comes down on how Jezebel tied into both kingdoms. Because here, when Jehu is arriving at Jezeel, what's crazy is the nephew of the king in the southern kingdom was hanging out with his uncle. These were two divided, these were two separated kingdom. And this is how this one mistake Jehosh Jehoshaphat made with time to Jezebel, wanting an alliance. Her whole family infiltrated the kingdoms for God. Took away what Jehoshaphat would have done. If people, oh, this is so good. Oh my God, God just books my messages so bad biblically. I destroy things spiritually. It's so insane. Everything I was saying, it's so biblical. Moira, aren't you blown away by this? He just showed this to me today. I told you it was going to trip you out. When I say to people in leadership, if you tie to Jezebel, it will take down your kingdom. It will take it down. This guy, he was in purity. He was in purity. He did it and he repented, but it still got into his son. It still got into his son. If people don't understand, you have to cut the ties with Jezebel. We cannot be tied with Jezebel anymore. We can't. We cannot be tied with the spirit. So as Jehu is approaching the northern kingdom of King Joram, who is the son of Ahab and Jezebel. He's also there with King Ahaziah, the nephew of the two of them that is the southern king. Jehu takes out both of them. <laughs> he takes out both the kings. So he literally took down kings of northern and southern. And at one point, he shoot an arrow into the back of the shoulders of Joram. That's how he did it. I love it. He shot him in the back. When he was running, oh my goodness, I want to shoot people in the back all the time. All the time. If I got to do stuff like these people did, like I lived my life like I could. Like I'm dealing with this in the spirit realm. If people knew, I would like to take darts at people's faces. Like they did this. They did this to the people controlled by Jezebel. Now when I bully and talk crap, and that's one thing, and people go, oh, that's, I'm not emotionally abusive. Nope, I'm abusing Jezebel. I'm shooting an arrow at her. When I talk crap about those enchanters in the White House and the leadership under this, guess what? I get to be Jehu in that moment. He threw an arrow at their, at their back. For the people who get so bothered by the fact I'm calling it for what it is, and I'm saying this is not right, and I'm saying that these people in the White House and this woman especially is under full-blown Jezebel, she is, and she it's demonic, and it's not okay, and I'm saying that, I'm taking a, a dart to her back. That's what I'm doing because I know. And, and it's biblical. And it is biblically proven that this is not how the prophets went to the kings, how, how these people did it. So the aggressiveness on me, oh, it seems to me Jehu was quite aggressive with Jezebel. Seems to me that the only people who are going to have a, an authority over Jezebel get aggressive with her and take her by the head. Yes, you have to. You cannot. You, we cannot tolerate her. We cannot tolerate her just because someone seemingly looks powerful and anointed or has a big following so we get afraid to come up against them and say, this is not okay. 
Because here's what, I sit in my apartment by myself talking to one person and yet I'm not intimidated to nail the people who have followings of thousands and thousands of people and book deals. I'm not intimidated by it, but guess what? Because I got the army of God standing behind me biblically in what I am saying. We cannot be intimidated by the people who are controlled by these spirits. We, the, we, we cannot, we cannot be, pre, we cannot be prey to this anymore. We cannot come under it in, in, in a seduction because something looks and you're scared because of their leadership. You're scared because of who they're affiliated with. You're scared to call them out by, by, you know, it's, well, I mean, most of these people they are going to get exposed. We don't got to call them out by name, but I'm calling out their character by name. I'm calling out the characteristics of what they live in by name. And that is allowed to be, if you figure out who they are by me explaining what they're doing is of Jezebel, then that's going to be you have figured it out. Um, and sometimes I randomly might say a name, but it flies out of my mouth and it's too late. So, um, unless, like I said before, judgment is already hit. We can talk about these things till kingdom come. When you have sinned publicly and you get exposed for it, I won't stop on you. I'm not going to stop on you. Don't get back in leadership. That's all I'm going to say. You get exposed for touching a woman. You get exposed for touching a child. You get exposed for abuse and something. Do, do not go back in leadership. And I got no problem because I know God's going to give me a position at one point where I'm going to be allowed to say this to leaders. So just my secret podcast right now. But, but it's too proven. It's too proven in scripture. People can't debate this. You cannot debate that this is not okay what's happening. Okay. Ugh. Anyways. So he, this is what's so crazy. Uh, he shoots Joram between the shoulders. The arrow pierces his heart and he sank down and died. So here's what he says, though, before he does it. King Joram, this is 21. 2 Kings 9, 21. Quick, get my chariot ready, King Joram commanded. The King Joram of Israel and King Ahaziah, there's what I was trying to explain. This is an uncle and a nephew. The two different kings of both, both places are at that. Their chariots to meet Jehu. They meet him at the plot of land they had belonged to Naboth of Jezreel. Oh, talk about judgment. They were on the land of who his mom murdered. Their, their, their mother and their, their aunt or grandma murdered Naboth. They are on that land and they die on the land. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my gosh. King Joram demanded, do you come in peace, Jehu? Jehu replied, how can there be peace as long as the idolatry and witchcraft of your mother Jezebel are all around us? Oh, oh, dang. King Joram turned the horses around and fled shouting <laughs> um, to King Ahaziah. Treason, Ahaziah. So I guess he's warning his nephew. That's what I would assume. But Jehu dry, dry, gets the bow and arrow and shoots him in the back, right? Go down to 28. Um, oh, he tells him what to do. Throw him on the plot of land that belonged to Naboth of Jezreel. Talk about freaking judgment, man. Do you remember when you and I were riding along behind his father Ahab? The Lord pronounced this message against him. I solemnly swear that I will repay him here on the plot of land, says the Lord, for the murder of Naboth and his sons. And I saw yesterday. So throw him on Naboth's property, just as the Lord said. 27. Then King Ahaziah of Judah saw what was happening. He fled. So he flips out takes off running um jehu rode after him shouting shoot him too so they shoot ahaziah in his chariot um and he died ahaziah this is tells when he became king he became king over judah in the 11th year of the reign of joram son of ahab so that was the time that that he then that family then gets in 
Well, no, they had already got in because his mother, Ahaziah's mother is Athaliah, who is the, the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. This is crazy. Let me just explain spirit of Jezebel, how, how it still continued and what Athaliah does. So let's talk about Jezebel first. Now we're going to go kill Jezebel. So Jezebel's losing um, her family, uh, her, her grandson, her son. Um, when Jezebel, the queen mother, heard that Jehu had come to Jezreel, she painted her eyelids and fixed her hair and sat at the window. Hmm. I wonder if she was trying to seduce him to look a certain way for the man coming. I have a feeling that she was very pretty and that she adorned, obviously adorned herself. And there's things that women can do that make them look more like hookers. And some of that stuff is very, you could just have a female do something crazy to their hair and their face. And I know this because I was in the beauty industry for 16 years. I was a hairstylist. So I know how people try to look like hookers those way. And it releases something immediately to the man in the spirit realm. It just does. Doesn't mean women can't do their hair and do their makeup. It's a certain specific look. And I've seen women who came out of sex trafficking and have ministries and they still have their same look of their stripper look. And it's demonic. It's demonic. Um, it's demonic. Just going to say it. I've seen it a lot. And I see those women and I see you are still releasing a Jezebel thing on you by the fact you still have that same look, thinking that it's making you cool to reach people from being sex trafficked because the women look that way in it, shows me that you haven't been fully delivered. Because if you understood what you release over men by a certain look and appearance, then that would have changed. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to paint an eyelid. Um, and she says, have you come in peace, you murderer? And here's what's so, I love Jehu, because everybody was petrified. They were petrified. When he got this word to go kill this family, the family line, and he told other officials and stuff, they were said, we've not even seen two kings come up and be able to take out one king in this family line. Like, they're, they were that evil and that much power. People were intimidated. They were intimidated by their power. They were intimidated. And I promise you, it's because the covering Jezebel had over all those false prophets of Baal, that that spirit was so strongly fed over the, over the northern kingdom that it was insane what the territorial had in protection to intimidate people to ever come against Jezebel and Ahab. And here's what happens. That got passed down. Jezebel has always carried that same power in the spirit realm. That's what you have to understand. So anytime a person ties to this, they tie under that power and that hierarchy that was created back then in the spirit realm through all those false prophets of Baal and what they tied to. They have been building and structuring themselves more and more strong since then. Because more and more people have tied to this, these demons. So the more and more people have been continuing to feed and feed and this has gotten so dang strong. Oh my gosh, this is so insane. This is so good. So Jehu looked up at her. He, he goes after it again. I love it. Um, Jehu yelled. So they threw her out the window. Okay, so he finds out if there's people on his side. There's two to three units look down at him. And they're like, yep. And they chuck her out the window. <laughs> God, when God moves on something, like he will turn people on those people so quickly. He will like expose them. Lights are going to go on. God is just, he's going he's gonna to take it out. Take it out real quick. Um, then Jehu went into the palace and ate and drank. <laughs> Afterward, he said, someone go and bury this cursed woman, for she is the daughter of a king. But when they went out to bury, yeah, that's another thing people don't know about. Je Jezebel was actually a daughter of a king from another, uh, from, a, from a Gentile nation. That's what's so crazy. She was not, Ahab married outside of what he was to marry, is from my understanding of this. So he married 
from a, a, a probably an evil, idolatrous nation, the daughter. And as soon as he tied to that, it took down both kingdoms from that one woman. And here people, you, you got to get this. Just, I keep saying this over and over. Just because she was killed in scripture, the demons were not killed. They still work the same and do the same freaking thing. Okay. Um, her remains scattered like dung on a plot of land in Jezreel, so no one will be able to recognize her. Okay. So he goes then, Ahab had 70 sons. Jehu takes out all, has all 70 sons have their heads sent to, uh, sent to him. So he gets all of them beheaded. <laughs> 70. Oh my gosh, like talk about taking the head. I want to behead people too. <laughs> like this is like so awesome. Oh, Jesus, can I do it more than just a sparrow? Can we see this crap go down? I'm so over it. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, this is where they got paralyzed in fear. So when he tells them, take all the 70 heads, number four, but they were paralyzed with fear and said, we, we've seen that two Kings couldn't stand against this man. What can we, Oh, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. So they were paralyzed in fear of Jehu actually. So I misinterpreted that the first time. So actually they get paralyzed because they start seeing what he's doing. Oh, I hope I start paralyzing people under Jezebel because they start seeing, I start knowing what they're doing. Paralyze them the same way they've been paralyzing people and intimidating them. Okay, so number six, Jehu responded with a second letter. If you are on my side, you're going to obey me. Bring me the heads of the masters of your son of Jezreel by the time by this time tomorrow. Now, 70 sons of the king were cared for by the leaders of Samaria, and they have been raised there since childhood. And so he ends up getting all the heads. All of them got piled up in two heaps at the entrance of the city gate and leave them until morning. Oh, man. Um... What's it? He, you can be, this is verse 10. You can be sure that the message of the Lord that was spoken concerning Ahab's family will not fail. The Lord declared through his servant Elijah that this would happen. Then Jehu killed all who were left of Ahab's relatives living in Jezreel and all the important officials, his personal friends and his priests. And Ahab was left without a single survivor. Oh man, when I tell people, when you got an infiltration of people tied to Jezebel who come in and take you, like the business that I keep dealing with and saying it's coming from multiple things. It's coming from business. It's coming from ministry people. It's coming from people using God, but it's also coming from, uh, you know, construction deals or what, all the different things that I, I'm saying. And when I explain this, when you're done with the spirit of Jezebel, it can come in in the craziest freaking ways. You have to cut and kill every one of the personal friends, every priest, every family member. Like they have to be severed completely out. When they have gained a position of infiltration and paralyzing and hurting you, then you, you end up going, I mean, you, you, people are going to have to cut out their, their all their ministry relationships. And that's where people get so afraid because then they think, oh, then I'm going to lose my status. Oh, then I'm going to lose doing this and going, going here if they understood. But that's probably people who actually care about that are probably because they're also under Jezebel. Because if you're not under Jezebel, you should be so pure in your heart. You don't give rats about that. You don't give a rats about people's status. You don't give a rats about what they're doing. Like I have literally told people this person is in Jezebel and warned and seen things and still saw them move forward in things because the status in the, the relationship of the people. Honestly, one of them is a woman I think that is the tie that I keep talking about. Because 
this woman that I've referred to brought up that there's a couple, there's somebody who I know is affiliated with this business to tie, keep talking about. I know she operates in Jezebel and ties to lots of ministries and she's in a high position um, of like leadership in what she does. And I have like seen where God made me cut off a friend of mine who is actually tied to her. <sighs> Saying this for some reason. And the crazy thing, and I don't know, I don't have a tie. I've met her, I know who she is. And I could tell, because she was very mean to me. And she was very nice to any other woman in leadership and ministry, because she ties to them. Because she ties to mentor Yet to me, she was completely mean and not would invite me to what they do. And it her at first, because it was a few years ago, like I would get offended by these things because I was like, I don't understand God. Like, I'm just trying to do what you want me to do. I don't want a platform and I'm not trying to like take anything from people. And and so to get treated badly and then see all these other people in these like positions and not understand like why did I get and God's just always showed me because Jezebel hates you, girl. <laughs> Jezebel don't like you. <laughs> and Jezebel's not and, and the thing is, is though the other types of Jezebels that tied to me weren't ones that had an authority over like an authority position. Um, my experience with that, the ones that had an authority position that tried to tie to me, I have had a couple. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I did. I did. I had to cut that one. She has a prophetic ministry, not local in different state, but we met each other. She started prophesying over my and trying to connect with me so, so bad. And she got so weird about her prophetic. Here's a crazy thing about this story. This woman who did this to me, she's the one that prophesied my deliverance of the other Jezebel. <laughs> of the girl. Of the girl who did it to me. Yeah, me and her went on a, like a trip on this conference. She's an older lady and she has books, a prophetic ministry, and she's she has a little bit of a platform. And we went on a trip together and we're and she she knows my had known me and like whatever. And I tell her what I had been going through with this chick, and she's the one that prophesied and got me hopeful clarity of it and I was getting so delivered in the car laughing hysterically being like oh my gosh this was Jezebel this chick was Jezebel and that girl who prophet the woman who prophesied over me she had a Jezebel spirit too <laughs> isn't that crazy I've dealt with these things sometimes so she tried to tie to me really bad with prophecy and it was man it was manipulative but it was like accurate prophecy but when i see someone do that and they try to control with their prophetic words i cut them off because i can see it's like a spirit because you shouldn't care so much about your prophetic words to need a person to respond to you from them that's like a spirit that tries to control and latch on and i just know like the characteristics of this that it was a jezebel dominant thing so but going back to sorry ju i jumped into something real, real out of the blue but people listen to me know i do that really bad i jump into like random stories i'm gonna i'm gonna get back in the story but what i was trying to explain is that when leadership and the, the woman who i've referred to do i know and and there's so many of these dang women and i honestly this is not the oh oh such a big deal like everyone in their mama is does this in leader and a lot of females that want a platform but why i see why i've think i've seen her so bad and knows this is because this tie that i've been prophesying about they're a couple that has some affiliation to it and and I, and I, and I, I just, I just, this person needs to cut these people, but I've said this 
so many times, I hope you've already done it. Uh, and you put together who I'm saying, because I feel like if you're smart, you, you, if you could understand and read through some of the ways I've explained this, I feel like if you're affiliated with her, you're gonna go, oh, I know who this is, because they're probably have caused you some issues and made you feel kind of, uh, indebted or to help them. I don't understand fully. I, I'll find out when when I meet you, I'll find out what this tie is. But I just know, I just know that this this freaking, okay. Okay, go back into the message. People who don't understand what I just said, just remove that part of it. I'm going back into my Jezebel message. Okay, um, so here, here's it. So he takes out, so uh, Jehu shouted him all the men. He captured 42 of them and killed. So he literally, so he's, he, he's killing literally, every every single every single affiliation to ahab and jezebel he takes out every single one of them now here's what's crazy so um in 16 jehu said now come with me and see how devoted i am to the lord to this person who was riding along with him um and then he continues to keep killing ahab's family then we're going to keep going down Here's now what Jehu does. I love it. He just, now he goes after everyone who's Baal and he sets this up so strategically. And I love this. Why? Because Jezebel's strategic. So I love the way that Jehu takes out all the, all the prophets of Baal. So in 2 Kings 10, 18, then Jehu called a meeting of all the people of the city and said to them, Ahab's worship of Baal was nothing compared to the way I will worship him. Therefore, summon all the prophets and worshipers of Baal and call together all the priests. See it, see to it that every one of them comes. For I am offering a great sacrifice to Baal. That's hilarious. He's killing all their priests as, their, as his offering. That's freaking awesome. Uh, Jay is funny. Okay, so anyone who falls fails to come, I'll, they'll be put to get to death. But Jehu's cunning plan was to destroy all the worshippers of Baal. So he sets it up that telling them, you know, he's going to do the big sacrifice to Baal. But the sacrifice was killing all the prophets of Baal to Baal. This is magical. Okay, so number 20, then Jehu orders, prepare a solemn assembly to worship Baal. So they did. He sent the messengers throughout of Israel, summoning everyone who worshiped Baal. Not a single one remained behind, and they filled the temple of Baal from one end to the other. Jehu instructed the keeper of the of the wardrobe, be sure that every worshiper of Baal wears one of these robes. So robes were given to them. Then Jehu, so he puts them in robes. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> has no one read this and laughed? It's freaking funny. It's like so like I just it's funny. Like he's he's a he is a ballsy dude. If Jehu was in real life, I need I would need to meet him right now. <laughs> so um, Jehu instructed the keeper of of the wardrobe. Be sure that every worshiper of Baal wears one of the robes. And Jehu went to the temple of Baal. Um, Jehu said to the worshipers of Baal, make sure no one who worships Lord <laughs> are in here, only the ones that are Baal. So they were in the inside of the temple to offer sacrifice and burnt, burnt offerings. I think it's crazy that they didn't have an idea what was coming when Jehu had just killed everybody. So they're kind of stupid, but okay. Now Jehu has stationed 80 of his men outside the building and warned them. I... If you let anyone escape, you will pay for it. So he's even going to kill if other people don't do what he's saying. I mean, this guy, talk about not being intimidated. As soon as Jehu had finished sacrificing the burnt offering, he commanded his guards and officers, go in and kill them all. Don't let a single one escape. So they killed all of them with swords and guard officials dragged their bodies outside. Then Jehu's men went into the innermost fortress of the temple of Baal. They dragged the sacrifice. This is, this is so funny. They dragged out the sacred pillar used 
used in the worship of Baal and burned it. They smashed the sacred pillar and wrecked the temple of Baal. They converted it into a public toilet as it remains to this day. Oh man, this is like, it's so good. Um, number 30. Nonetheless, the Lord said to Jehu, you have done well in following my instructions to destroy the family of kingdom. Therefore, the king family of Ahab. Therefore, your descendants will be kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. But Jehu had not, oh, did not obey the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He refused to turn from the sins of Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Um, now, it doesn't talk about a big judgment hitting him. He actually was given kings underneath his family line for the fourth down to the fourth generation um now here you're now i'm going to go back into how jezebel how jezebel still continued one thing i don't know is why jehu didn't kill athaliah athaliah was the um wife to jehoram the one whose bowels came out of him from judgment this is a southern kingdom this is Ahab and Jezebel's daughter that married, which would be the mother of Ahaziah who gets murdered by Jehu. People put that together. Jehu killed those two king, kings, both that were over northern and southern. Athaliah finds out and she actually reigns afterwards. So she is actually reigning over the kingdom. If you look at that, they had a female reign, which is so interesting. And eventually it becomes a man, but she, she reigns. But then let's look at what she does. So she finds out that her son died and that there, and, and she, and I don't understand this part, but, oh, she began to destroy the rest of the royal family. Um, let me see. But Ahaziah's sister, daughter of the king Jehoram, took Ahaziah's son and stole him away from amongst the rest of it. Um, let me just read through this real quick. Um. So basically, she starts going nuts. She starts doing all this crazy stuff. And what happens is they set up a plot against her. And I don't, I don't know all those, all those kings because I, I didn't have an like I literally put this together twenty minutes before this is so I didn't have enough time to I can get into stuff really quick, but I didn't. So, but <clears throat> basically, you have that. Jezebel still has a family line member who is reigning in there and still had intertwined into the southern kingdom. And she freaks out because everything that's happening. And then when it, com when it comes down to it, she gets set up and like killed. And then um, Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they would be, at th that they would be a Lord's people. So it looks like now you have the kingdom coming back into because 18 and all the people of the land went over to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They demolished the altars and smashed the idols in pieces and they killed Maton and the priest of Baal in front of all the altars. Um, I want to know, Jehoiada and jo Joash, let me see, if those were, those were the kings that came in, I don't know if those were the children of, I would have to go in and look at it, 
again. If that was the daughter of Ethel, I don't. No, that's what I have. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm looking at that right, and I'm looking at that right now because it doesn't exactly tell the, the what the who's the who which ones are the relatives of what. Um. My thought is there's probably that there was still a couple of them in it that was might have been this like the son of um athalia anyways anyways my point of that was because i i would have to do more research and understanding who was related to who my point was i was explaining was that the tie that jezebel can make and tie herself in weave is like stupid it's just crazy if you understand it the fact that she that she had family then tie into the other kingdom and it, you know and eventually it comes, you get kings who go in and out. Like, and, and at that point, I'm just wondering what was the cursing? What were the demons still working through it? Because you have random ones, like you have Hezekiah, who was a good king with so much favor. You have Uzziah, and these would be um, southern kings. And then you have someone like Uzziah who gets leprosy because he did something he wasn't supposed to do by burning incense in the temple that would appear to be intimate, but was only something the priests were supposed to do. So it's something that was prideful and God gives him leprosy and he immediately dies. So you have like literally where you're going to see in and out where it seems that certain kings come under still this power. And it's a demonic thing that would bring idolatry in and pride and would bring in where people, the Israelites would be taken out of purity because they would either start marrying Gentile women, having sex with women that are under, you know, the, this, these uh, other false religions. They start, I mean, this is where you get into like the story that I talked about with, um, oh, what was that with the, oh, that's going to bug me when I, oh, oh, Balaam, what Balaam did with the, with the king of Moab. Um, and where you had the, the seduction that took place in Israel. It's because it's the moment that this demon, and I Balaam to me, Balaam was under Jezebel. So when Balaam was able to seduce Israel, Israel by giving a word to a, the king of, of Moab, and then Moab sends in and does seduction to Israel by misleading them, you had 24,000, I think it's 24,000. Was it 20? No, it's 24,000 or 2,400. I think it's 24,000. Israelites die in one day because they get seduced by this. Like, if you went through all the Bible stories, people, like, if you don't know what I'm talking about with Balaam, go back to my podcast that says the doctrine of Balaam. And let me explain to you what Balaam did that is similar to what Jezebel did and is warned in Revelations. The Revelations 2 were warned about both the doctrine of Balaam and were warned about the doctrine basically of Jezebel, what Jezebel did. And Je they both did similar things. They were used to bring seduction to people in Israel that would lead them into idolatry. And that that's what this spirit has done this entire time. Has literally done the same thing. It just shifted its face now by the culture that we're in. You got to understand the demons understand culture. They understand the heart. They understand the issues. Why do you think that like social media is so dang demonized? Oh, demons just figured out how, how humans are obsessed with social media. Turned idolatry on it. Demons just sit back and study how stupid human kind can be because we don't understand that we have a devil because we don't see it and it's like crazy if you understood what is behind this this pursuit of the enemy towards the heart of of people to take down and collapse and crush and and like infiltrate and do it if if we get our eyes open to this if i can just come at it about what the enemy does and show you biblically if you understood that this is why you had spirits behind this you have it you have it all over scripture that you can literally see the same seduction has now been placed 
on the church today, but it has taken captive the world. And we now have God is just going to, he's just going to be rising people up who are bold enough to stand against it and aren't scared because they, they don't want to tie with big people because that's why a lot of people aren't going to stand against it is because if you see someone who's big and well-known getting a platform that they are, you, that's why a lot of people submit under certain teachings of, of people who head up big ministries like that is because the position there and it intimidates like, oh, you can't combat that theology because of that. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you get trained under it and stuff you, and you got to like, we got to look at things and we got to go just because these things are in place doesn't mean that it's all impurity. And we have to just get bold enough to know the word of God and say, some of this is not okay and stand up for his word. Like stand up for who God is, stand up for his truth. Like seriously, we got it. We got to stand up because here's the thing. The power of God is not to be messed with. And when he's going to drop in and do what he is about to do right now and do and, sh and throw and flip some tables, you're going to want on that day that you were aligned with him the whole time. Just, just hear me there, people. On that day, you're going to go and go, dang, I better, I wish I had checked my closet before because I didn't think that was a big enough deal or sin because I thought that was normal that I get all this stuff from ministry. I thought that was normal that I get a record label and take model photos and look so amazing on stage with my bright red lips. I thought that was normal. Nope, friend, that was a spirit of Jezebel, okay? And I'm not saying anything, I'll, I've worn red lipstick, okay? I'm not saying anything about red lipstick, people, so <laughs> that's not my point. I'm talking about image. I'm talking about the image portrayed through the name of God. And the character of what someone lives in and walks out through the name of God. And that's when we're going to have the day that we have to go through and check every part of our heart intention. Every part of why we do what we do. What position you're in. Who you choose to do things for and not do for. Why are you nicer to someone in leadership and meaner to the person over there? Why have I been treated worse in something that either someone in a different position would kiss my butt to get close to me and then someone in this position also in Jezebel does opposite to me that's strategy like it's strategy like it's the way that literally because if if this spirit wants to punch you over here but then over here it wants to get in your back pocket and and we don't know that as people we allow this to happen because we want to be part of these things Meaning we want to be on stage. We want to have known the big leaders and get in, what's it called? Schmooze them, rub shoulders, do things that, I mean, this is what we have people doing in ministry. I can't stand it. I just like, I look back and I think of the, all the ones that have been mean to me and then all the ones who've been so nice and given me so much favor were the ones who were in purity. They didn't have agendas and they didn't do weird things to me. And I'm not going to do weird things to you unless you're Jezebel. Then I'm going to punch you. That's the only thing I'm going to do. So if I may come at threatening at times because I'm threatening what you operate in that's not impurity. And I'm going to come at you, man. I'm going to come at you the same way that you're, you've tried to take down other people or me or people around me. And and because we, we got to rise up like Jehus. We got to throw darts in the back of this. We can't just submit anymore because we want a platform or we want to be connected or we're afraid of getting breaking up with family members or business ties like 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 all of Ahab's family is taken out 
every everything affiliated to, to Baal was taken out everything we it, it's to that place of purity now people we can no longer have bales in our life we can no longer have idols in our life and if we don't see this as biblical and this is what we have happening now the eyes and 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 and, and the spirit of god to slam it like this with so many scriptures so many stories like what is next I mean, it was Daniel. Now he's giving me the whole story of Jezebel. I, I'm hoping now this is the end. I don't know. They keep coming. <laughs> and I don't think I have anything because I didn't feel any shift these last couple days. Like, I felt that shift that day, but man, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. I'm going to another hotel. I'm still dealing with this thing. It's still not completely cut. And so I did not expect God to give me that I was going to pick up a word. So then when I hear just felt literally 20 30 i mean i put that together probably 20 30 minutes before and i it was just that i felt god say the death of jezebel like you're gonna get into that and then to get into it and see it at the level it is i have to prophetically believe that as as though i throw darts in the dark that at some point they're gonna hit a bullseye because i've been standing in this I don't have a platform right now. God is having me do this behind the scenes, prophetically releasing something that is taking place that dang, if it got on stage, I mean, good Lord, it would tear the church up if he, God lets me go public with this. Like get up in front, jaws will drop. Jaws will drop at this because they'd be so mind blown that this is pure Bible. I ain't coming up with just a story, people. This is all biblical. And that's why I think people would go, holy crap, but the problem is, the leaders are the Jezebels would, would, would come around biting my head. Oh, they'd want me out of there. They want me out of there. So something's having to structure first in strength before God's going to let this thing go public because the coming down is, is positioning right now, people. And I think that one thing I'm going to have to see, I got to see this guy go down. I have to see this dude go down, this neighbor. And I know that that's part of representing this thing of Jezebel collapsing and I have never gotten to have like a public vindication. Like I never got to watch my ex go down in his family. The ones that literally ruined my life for five years and what they did to me and abused me and stuff. And I never, I had to go on the run. I've always had to kind of be on the, like taken out of something really fast and not gotten to see like the head of the devil. And I, and that's one thing I was like saying to God, I'm like, there's so many people got in scripture that you let them see how you slam the enemy on them. And like Jehoshaphat, I mean, just the things that they did and prayed and fasting and the enemy turns on the enemy. I mean, you have in like a lot of scripture that the enemy turns on the enemy and takes out the enemy. So when I said that in the last podcast about how we had in Daniel, you have the enemy taking out the enemy. You also have that in like a lot of judgment and scriptures. Like God does it that way. Like he lets things get into like that crazy place. And so I'm kind of like, Jesus, I'm ready. I am ready for like a real vindication. Like take this dude out. Like I don't, I can't, he is not letting me move from this and I'm still like struggling really bad by what I'm feeling in the spirit and he's telling me it's, you're not to move, you're not gonna be running. And so something has to take place. And so I think that's gonna be symbolic to what I am trying to teach people to stand up, stand, wake up, push through this, get your eyes open of your heart, your heart intentions, and let's get, let's, let's take down the enemy. Let's let, let's watch the enemy go too far. Let's let it really, let it really happen. and. Have wisdom in these relationships that you may think you're in purity, but check your heart why you're connecting with somebody and if they're in a higher position. Because if they're not in purity and you don't know that they aren't, like, like ask God to bring dark to light. That's what people need to do. And that's a scary, scary prayer. 
a girlfriend of mine, her husband was cheating on, on, on her. She's divorced now. And um, she did not want to pray that prayer because she didn't want to know what he was doing. And I remember we were, we were on like the phone or something together. And she said, like, I finally did the prayer. And, and it all comes out within a couple months. He and he did the craziest stuff to her, and he basically leaves her. He and he's with this other, and she gets a private investigation. It like all comes out, all came from that prayer. Bring dark to light. And there's something that the church needs to stand in right now that your heart wants to know dark to light. You want to know it. You don't want it for yourself. You want to know what is being hidden in your leadership. You want to know what's being hidden in the people around you, in the friends around you, because. The ones who are going to get it the quickest exposed are the ones who are in purity and have been tricked by it. She she is a pure girl, this girl. I love her. She is pure as day. Sweetest girl. And this guy took her and tried to take her her future, her ministry, uh, by what he did. And this that's a drawn-out story because this guy, this guy was such a douchebag. I mean, it's so crazy. I did not. I told her, please don't marry him. He's so bad news. He's going to do something really bad. I said, this is the devil setting you up. And then look, exactly. That's exactly what flipping happened to her. Um, and I could see the signs all over him that it was an agenda set up to take her down for what she was called to do. And, and the thing is, because she was in purity, because she was in purity, God's judgment exposed him in a very horrific thing she had to endure, um, broke her heart, broke her life. And yet that was God saving his child who was in purity. That was him. And I remember praying for her and getting that word. And I, and I, and I said, this is God's protection um he's saving you and he's gonna harden this man towards you even more meaning this guy's might get worse because he's not gonna let you go back to him and uh and uh and it's been painful like situation she's had to walk through because of it and the thing is is that she was in such purity this was god delivering her because she just got seduced by by a guy that played his cards right in the beginning although to me they were all wrong i don't you know he was doing obvious things in my opinion but um, the pure heart, when it's calling dark to light, I promise you, it'll be quick. It'll be quick how he'll show it to you. The ones who are not in purity, that's where it's not going to open up for you as quick. Why? Because you're aligned with some of it. So people who think they're not in it or they don't want to believe their heart intention is not correct and they pray, pray dark to light, probably means that you're going to come under a judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pray it. Pray it, buddy. Because <laughs> you're going to get exposed, too, for what you're doing and how you're tricking people and how you're playing games. Ugh. If anything comes out of this, people, it is that we, we begin to pray that this dark to light comes out, that this gets moved forward. We got we to gotta get this. This message needs to get public, man. We've got to get the strength that, that walks in this. And I just pray, like, in the name of Jesus, that... This gets released to another stepping stone of taking the head of Jezebel to the people who are in that position right now that you are taking that head, that this now takes a new level, a new level in the name of Jesus. I place that anointing out there. I place that word. I thank you, God, that your word's being released. I thank you, God, that the head is coming down. I thank you, God, for the people being released that have been captive to this, God. And I thank you for the ones in, in purity, God, that it just collapses very, 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 very fast. Father, and that we, we, we get to see the result of this. <sighs> Bring this enemy down. Please kill, kill, kill this front neighbor. Please, Jesus. <laughs> I can't. Please, 
please just do judgment. Expose him. Get him arrested. Expose what he's doing, Jesus. Let's, let's, this thing needs to flip in the name of Jesus. It's the head of Jezebel. Come out. Go down. Get exposed. Um, and so I just pray, God, as this podcast goes goes out, Father, that the anointing on it, literally, right now in the name of Jesus, as I put it out, that it is collapsing structures of, of, of things that are protecting. It is exposing. It's putting judgment. It is going to drop the veil of the, the hidden demonic agendas that are out there. That the veil in the spirit realm gets dropped. <laughs> and that the, the Jehus of this time um, and the real ones. Let me put that out there. I've heard a lot of prophecies of Jehus. I mean the real ones. There's a lot of people that want to say this without a full understanding of what you're talking about, about coming after Jezebel. Uh, that's a dangerous thing to do. Um, and I, the real ones, the real strong, impure, don't want fame, hidden, and in love with God. In love with God. In love with God. Not yourself, not your platform, not your money, not your, not your gifts. Not your, your heart lust desires, but you have given everything in your life to God. You can be a Jehu. That's it. Uh, you don't need to have a strong calling for deliverance. You got to have a purified heart, friend, and be so in love with God. And he will call you into boldness and strength to overcome what the enemy's agenda is out there. It doesn't just mean to be someone like me who understands the spirit realm. It just needs to be a heart desire and intention is impurity. And that's how we're going to take this out. And so I just pray that anointing out there in the name of Jesus that the rising up of this comes, Father. Uh, that we start to position better uh, and, and come together in whatever this is, Father. Ugh! If there's anything else, Jesus, I'm this. Otherwise, I just place the, that there is a presence and a power on it and a protection on it. Because I know the devil's so afraid of this stuff getting out. So I thank you, God, that it goes specifically, specifically, specifically in the spirit to the people that are to hear this. Specifically to them. In Jesus' name. That it is covered. It is protected. And that when it's heard and released, that it, it delivers minds. It opens eyes. It brings freedom. It brings truth. And it brings more exposure to get people free. Jesus, Jesus name. Amen.